Good morning and welcome to the prayer line. This is Bishop, Pastor Adrian, coming at you this morning saying thank you for starting your day with us. I thank the Lord for the authority that he's invested in us, and because of that authority that the Lord has invested in us, we can command our morning. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to command the morning. We're going to command the day. And exactly what we say will happen, will happen. It's going to be a great day, great day, regardless of what you have to deal with, regardless of what comes your way. You're going to be victorious today, and we need to understand that. So I want to say good morning to everyone that is on the line. Good morning to all of our New Destiny Church members. Good morning also to the Universal Body of Christ. If you're not a member but you enjoy coming on this lifeline, it has been beneficial to you. Thank you, number one, for coming on the line. But we also want to say thank you and God bless you for being faithful to come on the line. And as I said, I pray that it has been a blessing to you. So good morning. Good morning to all of our intercessors who are faithful. We thank God for you. We're going to turn that, that, that dial up on intercession right now this month. So you know how you, you have that oven, and you have those pilot lights, and you have, you have low, medium, and high. We're going to turn our intercession up on the high um, in this month because we're, we're going to go in. We're going to petition heaven, and we're going to hear from God. So we thank God for you. We thank God for every man of God that is on the line we thank God for your gift. We thank God for all that you do. We thank God for the congregation that God has called you to pastor and that you're being faithful over. Today we have with us on the line Sister Janice Allen. She will be reading our prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests. Sister Janice, how are you this morning? Bishop, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I am doing are you ready? You ready? The north side of fabulous. The north side. I done found my way to the north side. Here's what I found out, Janet, about the north side of fabulous. It is where Christ is seated at the right hand of the throne room of God. So that's where we are. So, boy, I'm not going to let that one go. After Pastor Powell said he was on the north side of fabulous, I told him the other day we're seated in Christ in heavenly places at the on the north side. Side of fabric. So you are doing great this morning, and God bless you. We have with us, it is Wednesday. We have with us today on this Wednesday, Pastor Double H, Pastor Horatius Harris is back with us. So good morning, Pastor. How are you? Bishop, I am most excellent this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to Pastor Adrian and the family. Good morning to all of the New Destiny family and all of the pastors and, and preachers and leaders on the line this morning. All right. Excellent. I love that. You're doing excellent on the north side of fabulous. Okay. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Let us, let us get ready to get into our time of devotion and our time of prayer. Father, we honor you and we bless you. We magnify you. We thank you for it. This is the day that you have made, and in it we shall rejoice and be glad. And we say good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for your spirit. Your spirit has taken up residence inside of us. He's made his abode in, in our home. And so, Father, through your spirit, lead us and guide us into all truth. 
Give us all in this moment ears to hear and hearts to receive with us, saith the Spirit of the living God, as he speaks through Pastor Harris, as revelation knowledge flow freely through him this morning. I thank you, Lord God. The words that will proceed off of his lips will bring about a change in our lives. So we thank you in advance for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Harris. Amen. Good morning again. I just want to go from Scripture, Colossians 2 and 10. But for context, I'm going to read 8, 9, and 10. Colossians 2. It says, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. And you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Let me read that same verse in the message. Everything of God gets expressed in him so you can see and hear him clearly. You do not need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. I just want to say this particular um, chapter can be broken down into several different areas, and you can see verse 10 is going to fall in one of those certain areas. Verses 1 through 15 deals with philosophy. Verses 16 through 20 and 23 actually deals with ritual. When you start talking about philosophy, that's the mind. When you start talking about ritual, it deals with the heart. Philosophy can be nebulous. It's those things that can be um, kind of talked about the ideal or ideological, and these things will cause people to stray away from the faith. When you start dealing with rituals, then you are forming something that's kind of solid and rigid, and these things also can cause people to be stuck in an old form. Philosophy can be thought of as steam. Rituals can be thought of as ice. Christ said, I am the living water, which falls in the middle between steam and ice. So therefore, when we are living by the word of God, we are flowing as water so that we won't get stuck in the philosophical world and we won't get stuck in the ritualistic world. And so therefore, God wants us to see that when you are dealing with these things in the world, and you, you, you see so many people getting trapped by philosophy. That's how people get strayed away. 
to other religions. That's how you see the Scientology, um, the black, the Hebrew Israelites, uh you know, all other religions. This is how cults are actually formed through philosophy, by the tricking of the mind through deceitful words of men that causes people to go astray. And here's why the word of God is so important. It's so important because you have to be able to have the word of God as your basis for everything that you hear. And you need to check it with the word of God. If you hear something, it has to line up with the word. These things we know, but the challenge is there's a little gap between what we know and what we do. And we have to actually practically make this work for our good so that we don't get fooled and get tricked into doing things and saying things that we shouldn't say. Because we sometimes get snared even by our words and things that we put in the atmosphere that causes us to be locked in to a certain understanding. Here's the five things that you see in chapter two that are that are uh, that really when you see Paul speaking to the Coloss church, Colossian church, uh, he is talking about enticing words, philosophy, the way people think. Verses fourteen through seventeen, he's talking about legality. Eighteen and nineteen, he's talking about mysticism. And twenty through twenty-three. He's talking about asceticism. So all of these become hooks for the enemy to pull somebody away from what they understand to be. But what, what, what the main thing that you need to understand is you have everything you need in Christ. There's nothing else that you need. And that's what tricks people to go somewhere else or to do something else or to act and operate a different way. They feel as if they're lacking something. You got Christ, you got everything. Paul doesn't even get into a real theological debate with him. He just tells them because the Colossian church were worshiping angels. And he didn't want to get into all of that. He just let them know if you got Christ, you have everything. You don't need to go and worship nothing else. You don't need to go do this ritual. You don't need to have worry about uh, the circumcision. That's why he starts talking about that, right about verse 13, 14. He wanted them to know, just like we should know, you have everything you need in him. Because Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He is all in all. He is everything. If you're lacking finances, you got it in Christ. If you're lacking wisdom, he says if a man lacks wisdom, just ask. Just ask for it. Whatever you need, come to him during this time of devotion and prayer and submit it unto all. I can't tell you how many times people come to me, and I've been guilty of it myself to complain about something, but then when I ask the question, have you prayed about it? No, I haven't prayed about it. But you're complaining about it. 
if you're complaining about it, that's not going to change anything. But if you pray about it, it's going to change everything. Put it in prayer. Bring it before the Lord. He is a good father. He will navigate you throughout any troubled times or any questions that you have as it relates to your children, as it relates to your finances, as it relates to your career, as it relates to your well-being, your body, your, your mind. All things can be submitted to him. The Bible says in Proverbs, he's well able to perform anything that you give to him. Bring it before the Lord this morning. If you're sitting somewhere right now, I need you, if, if you've been complaining and thinking about something and you know it's really deep down, it's bothering you, and you want to see it resolved, you want to see uh, a prevailing victory in your life, write it down and make sure you pray it and submit it under God. Let it come off of your lips this morning because everything that you need is in him. You are complete in him. I love the, I love the message version because um, it says you don't need a telescope nor a microscope or a horoscope. I can't tell you how many people I've been hearing lately, oh, well, you're a cancer or you're you, you, you an Aquarius. And I'm like, really? Is that what we go, we back, we're going back to that now? We're going back to horoscopes now? I heard one, one guy tell a, a, another guy, I knew you shouldn't have been with that girl because she's a cancer. <laughs> I'm like, uh, seriously? I had to put my glasses, take my glasses off and say, are you, are you serious? You mean to tell me you're going to revert back to astrology and not the word of God and not have a discerning spirit as to what's going on and pray that God gives insight? It's easy to go back to these things because sometimes when we don't have answers, we'll go back to what we think we know. When really God wants us to draw near to him, draw closer to him, seek him more. You know, God loves to play hide and seek. You, you know that, right? He, he loves to play hide and seek. You know, you remember hide and seek? You, you 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Why everybody go hide? Then you, ready or not, here I come. God loves to hide while you seek. Why? Because God loves God chasers. Chase after God. Seek after him. He's not really hard. He's not really hard to find. He just wants you to pursue him. The Bible says, seek him early in the morning. And that's what you're doing today. You're seeking him. God, where are you? God, God, I, I need you, God. Where are you, God? You, I'm right here. I'm looking for you. Where are you at? God, we are coming to you today. Seeking you. Desiring to know more of you. Desiring to have a closer relationship with you. And this is what we need to do each and every day. I, I love what Bishop Smith said. I said we're about to turn up, turn up the intercession.
Because truth be told, the church has been sitting on idle. Oh, yes, yeah. People are staying home, not necessarily because they're afraid of COVID. They just they just want, like, okay, we got an opportunity here to, to stay at home. I can go to the mall. I can go to the grocery store. But, oh, I got a problem with going to church. The very place <laughs> of God's house. But you can go to the mall, you can go to the grocery store, but you can't come to church. Think about how the enemy has tricked so many people and got them afraid to come into the house of the Lord. But thank God we're going back to church. Looking forward to hearing the great things that God is doing in New Destiny because church is about to kick back in. And things, see, the enemy wants you to stay apart because he knows that when you confess to one another and you touch and agree, as the Spirit, the Spirit and the Bible says and comes in the midst of us, change and transformation will happen. Don't believe the enemy. Don't believe the enemy because when you start believing the enemy, then you start believing the lie. When you, when you start believing philosophies and people can t- tell you about certain things and it's not according to the word of God, it, it, it's about as bad as a blind man in a dark room looking for a black cat. You ain't going to find nothing. You ain't going to find nothing. So I want to encourage you today that as you seek God and you verbalize, let it roll off of your lips, the very thing that you know God wants to do in your life, he will do it because everything that you need is in him. And when you realize that, you're going to prosper. Father, we thank you. We honor you today. We thank you for the prosperity, not just financially, but spiritually, emotionally, in every area of our lives. We're going to prosper and grow. We're going to be able to do things and see the manifestation of your presence, because it's time for the church to arise. It's time for the church to take its rightful place. It's time for the people of God to declare things and walk boldly and confidently in what you have said about us. We've taken the back seat long enough. We're ready to receive and to walk in your glory. And Father, we thank you for allowing this day that people are being awakened to their true calling, to their true being. And we are sorry, God, if we have neglected to come before you and give everything to you. We are not bothering you. We know that you are omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. And so we thank you. We're going to unload on you today, Lord, in our prayers, in our belief, in our trust, because we hope in you. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Wow, what a powerful word this morning. We're going we're gonna to go right into prayer, and we're going to come back and unpack what Pastor Harris said some more. Powerful, powerful. I love how he went above and then came down because that is key. It is key. So at this time, Sister Janice will come with our prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests. Sister Janice. I have two prayer requests. Our first one says, 
My sister Carol Moore is a member of New Destiny in Pittsburgh. Uh, New Destiny in Pittsburgh. She was admitted into ICU at Antioch Kaiser Hospital. Her COVID-19 test was negative. She had severe dehydration. Please pray that God will restore her to good health. The Bible tells us that by his stripes we are healed. Thank you, Pearl E. Gardner. So, Father, we are in agreement with Sister Pearl, Father, and we pray, Lord God, uh, believing for healing for Sister Carol Moore. According to your word in Jeremiah 30, 17b, Father, we ask you to heal. Your word says, but I will heal your injuries, and you will get well. Father, according to Psalm 31, we ask for the victory and breakthrough for Carol Moore. Father, we pray that she would prosper and be in good health, even as her soul prospers. Father, we declare that the work of the cross, the blood that was shed and the stripes that you bore for her healing, we apply to her mind, her body, and her spirit. In the in the authority of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray that her body is hydrated and that there are no repercussions, no abnormalities, no setbacks, no holdbacks of any kind. In the authority of Jesus, our Lord and healer, we thank you for the praise report to come out of this. And our second prayer request was sent to me by a, a friend of mine, um, she says, um, she was in a, uh, with this lady, Lady Nicole Baker. She was in a terrible auto accident on Highway 29 between Century and Pensacola, Florida. She was impacted by a driver head-on, driving in the wrong direction. Uh, this, as they estimate, the speed of the impact of both vehicles were traveling at a minimum of 65 miles per hour to 130 miles per hour. And she was told that the other driver burned in their vehicle. Nicole survived but is in very grave condition. The doctors are performing numerous surgeries from day to day as bones are broken in her feet, arms, and collarbones. Also, her husband said on yesterday that they are now beginning numerous surgeries on her stomach and inner organs. Through it all, we ask the Lord to heal and restore her. She needs miracles. We know our God is the miracle worker. Thank you all for your prayers. And Abashuri, so Father God, again, we ask you, the Almighty, the all-sufficient God, According to Psalm 91, shelter her in your secret place. Hide her in your strength. El Shaddai, God Almighty, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals in both body and soul. We ask you to intervene and perform a miracle, miracles for this woman of God, Lady Nicole Baker. Psalms 147-3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing the pain and comforting their sorrow. Father, you saw this day 
You saw the collision before it happened. And we are here on behalf asking you for the total and complete restoration of Lady Carol. Father, you said nothing is impossible to them that believe. Father, our total trust and faith is in you to give our sister a miracle of full and healthy recovery like you gave Job, as you gave Lazarus. Father, the numerous surgeries that uh, will be performed, we are believing you that that you will perform them, Lord, that you would use those vessels, Father, that have been educated to perform those surgeries, but we're asking you for the miracle that needs to happen. Your word, according to Psalm 32 and 3, says, Oh, Lord, my healing God, I cry out for a miracle for you, too, and you heal me. Heal, heal Carolyn, Lord God. You brought me back from the brink of death, from, from the depth below. Now I'm here, alive and well, fully restored. Father, we see you greater than, bigger than anything. We know you can do anything. Just like the Hebrew boys, when you brought them through the fire, we trust you you now for Sister Carolyn, for Sister Carol, Nicole. Father, we pray that you raise her up as a testimony of your miraculous power and great love. We declare you are greater than the surgeons and the nurses who will care and attend to her recovery. We pray that you will use them to carry out your plan. In the process of her miracles, you giving her, in the name of Jesus our Lord, we expect your word according to Second Corinthians 1 and 9. It may look like what it looks like, but we abandon what it looks like. We abandon ourselves and we put all of our faith in you who has raised the dead. Back to life. Psalms 107.20, God spoke the word. He healed, and we were healed, delivered from death's door. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for his miraculous kindness, for his miracle of mercy for those he loves. And, Father, we thank you. We give you the glory and the honor for the praise report that will come out of this. To you be all the glory. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We set ourselves in agreement with every word that has been prayed over these two individuals. And we declare the power of God goes into operation right now to bring about healing in their lives. In Jesus' name. Wow. Time goes so fast. And we're almost done here this morning. It's just something. But let's go back because Pastor Harris did something that I think is vitally important when it comes to reading the Word of God, studying it, knowing it, and becoming one with it. Becoming one with it. He took us back uh, before he dealt with verse 10, and he took us back to read something that Paul says that is very vitally important to having balance and being built up, I believe, in your mental capacity and also your spiritual capacity as a born-again believer. Paul is dealing with teachings, teachings, because that's how we're influenced. We're influenced through teachings and philosophies and, and so forth and so on. 
But Paul tells us in verse 8, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. So there, there's, there's philosophies and teachings and nonsense that tries to exalt itself above the Word of God, tries to have a greater amount of influence on you than the Word of God. One of my questions to you this morning, what has the greatest amount of influence on your life? Because if it's not the Word of God, then you're going to be led away by these philosophies. As Pastor Harris said, you're going to be led away by uh, people telling your fortune, lured into that, and, and the zodiac signs and astrology and so forth and so on. Well, I'm Cancer. Well, I'm Leo. I'm Pisces. No, you're a Christian. You're a Christian long before you start getting down to what month you were born, born in and, and what sign goes with all of that. That's, that's, that doesn't, when we were young, that was cute. But now that we're mature and we have been taught properly, a greater wisdom comes into play. That's why Paul said when I was a child, I, I, I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, but when I became a man, when I became mature as a believer, I put those childish things away. Those things don't matter. The only thing that matters is the Word of God because, see, philosophies will have you reaching for something that you already possess. It'll have you start reaching. You'll start reaching to become more than what you are, and actually you're already in, you're already it. It's probably haven't just manifest in the season that you're in. And Paul turns around and says, for in Christ is the fullness of the Godhead human body. So you are complete through your union with him. For in Christ lives all of the fullness of God in a human body. I'm going to read that again. I'm reading from the New Living Translation if you're wondering where I'm reading from. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete. See, we're reaching. We're reaching to be complete. But he said you're already complete. How? It's through your union with Christ. You're complete. And so now you allow your faith that you have in God and his word to help you believe that you are complete. You may look around you and see things that are not complete. I talked about this Sunday. You may look around and see things that are not complete, but the fact of the matter is just because things are not complete don't mean they will not be completed. Give it time. We're still growing. We're still developing. Our faith is still maturing. We're talking about the different levels of faith on the Wednesday night Bible study. And, and, and last week we ended with, we, we end up talking about great faith. We'll pick up right there and carry on tonight, and we're going to have a great time. But let me tell you something. Don't get carried away with all this. I'm just going to say it the way I feel it. This foolishness that's going on in human people's heads. Okay? Pastor said it. 
the black Israelites and all this, all this kind of stuff. And people, good people, are being led from Christ. But here's the problem. I'm going to give it back to Pastor Harris. I know we're a little bit over time, but I believe it's worth it. Because this subject came up yesterday, Pastor Harris, in, in, in our staff meeting about what you just mentioned. Good people. Some of the people used to go to New Destiny, and when we were called New Birth, been led away with this, with this, this black Israelites or whatever movement this stuff is, and all of this kind of stuff. But here's here's my challenge because I was listening to you and I was praying. And here's my challenge. My challenge with all of this is my question: Is are they really filled with the Holy Spirit? That's my challenge. My challenge is people say they're filled with the Spirit of God, but the truth of the matter is their actions don't show it. Because when you really submit and yield yourself to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God is responsible. Let me tell you something. Jesus gave us his Spirit. Why did he give us his Spirit? Because we needed him to lead us and guide us into all truth. That's his job. It's to lead us and guide us into all truth. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get to life eternal. Nothing will make me miss it. And I pray you feel the same way. Before we end, we want to go back to Pastor Harris and see if he has any closing remarks. Pastor Harris. Bishop, there's a rise in, uh, I don't know if they have these stores, but I know they have something like it in California. But in, in, in South, we have Goodwill. Y'all have Goodwill out there? Yes, we have Goodwill. Okay, you have Goodwill. There, it's, it's booming. Stores are opening all over the place in the South. You know why? Because people are realizing that good stuff can be found what people throw away. And the reason why people throw stuff away or give stuff away, especially from electronics, is they got something they don't know how to work. And so, therefore, they don't know how to work it. They think it's of no value. And, therefore, they leave it and give it away to somebody else. So those people that you're talking about that have gone astray, been led astray, is because they got something and they didn't know how to realize how to work it. Thank God for somebody like you who are teaching the people how to work the word so that it can be profitable in their lives and mostly profitable to God that the people get it and they won't have to be going astray. So if anybody walks away from the life of a believer and goes astray, it's because they got something and they didn't realize and know how to work what they had. Mm. You all hear that? And And it's sad because there's so many believers that possess the fullness of God and don't know how to benefit by it. Here's a key. Kids, a lot of it, they allow their flesh to get in the way. Human reasoning and thinking, doubting, all these things. I'm going to deal with something tonight. Jesus says something in Mark, the ninth chapter. He says, all things are possible to them that believe. Now, that's not new to you. You've heard that scripture. I believe 100% of you on this prayer line this morning have heard that scripture in Mark 9, verse 23. All things are possible to him that believe. But let me, let, me, let me share with you the flip side of the scripture. All things are impossible for them that believe. If you don't think it's possible, guess what? It's not. A lot of people get stuck there. It's possible.
possible for Sister Janice. It's possible for the Allen family. It's possible for Pastor Harris. It's possible for Elder Heather. It's possible for them, but it ain't possible for me. Well, who said it's not? Don't let your head talk you out of what Christ died for. The Bible says you are complete in him. You don't say otherwise. You start saying, I'm complete in him. You have to start saying, I will not be led astray. Because, see, prophecy is being fulfilled, and we have to understand that. Because the Bible says the very elect will be led astray. And we're watching people be led off like prisoners into captivity. I ain't going. I'm going to tell y'all that. I'm going to check this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance with the one that brought me to the party. And I'm talking about, and I'm going I'm to go old school on y'all. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest. You know I'm not from California, so I'm not from the West Coast. I'm going to go old school on y'all now. I'm going to boogaloo with the one who brought me to the prom. I'm going to dance with the one who brought me to the party. Jesus brought me to the party. I'm going to dance with him. I'm not switching up my partners because I can remember 33 years ago when I wasn't saved what my life was like. And I can look at my life now. And I'll tell you this. If I wasn't saved, here's what I'll do. I'll get saved. Just as simple as that. Because Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me or anyone who has ever had him. So if you dropped him off somewhere, I strongly encourage you, backtrack, pick him up. He's still where you left him, waiting for y'all to get back in rhythm, get back in alignment with that two-step. A double dog dare you to boogaloo with Jesus. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm about to start laughing here. But he listen to me, y'all. That is the truth. You know it's the truth. So listen, we love you. We've had a great time. We are overtime by eight minutes. Praise God. And uh, we're gonna have a continue to have a great day in here. We're looking forward to seeing you in service tonight. We're gonna have a wonderful time in the Word of God. You don't want to miss it. We thank God for Pastor Harris and Sister Janet who have blessed us today. And uh, as we get ready to close. We just declare God will give you traveling grace and traveling mercy as you go to your destinations, wherever you have to go and wherever you have to travel, that the Lord will be with you. And we bless the Lord for that, that the Lord will be with us as we travel. And so as we always close, we thank God for his word, because the Bible says, for this is the day that the Lord has made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. I'm going to say that again. Psalms 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. In it, we shall rejoice and be glad. In this brand new day, you know what it is. It's a brand new you. Brand new opportunities and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with us. Greater is he 
that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. We declare that over your life today. You are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. Now let's go out and conquer the world. God bless you. This is Sister Janice, Pastor Adrian, Pastor Harris, and Bishop. We're signing off this morning. We'll see you next time. Go ahead, Kathy. Open the line. Let us rejoice in the Lord.